Hello and welcome to Tech, the Olympus NDT podcast. My name is Emily Peloquin and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and about the incredible people that work in our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly connected this community is. On this show, have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything, from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. Today on the show, I have the honor to receive Martin Budding. Martin is an NDT instructor and engineer at TIAT Europe in Roosendaal, the Netherlands. When I first got introduced to Martin, he mentioned that his biggest goal was to bring things and people together. And I knew right away that he was someone we needed on the show. Martin is passionate about NDT, but also in sharing the knowledge that he gathered along the years. Today, we'll talk about composite inspection specifically, as it is an expertise that is hard to come by and that we certainly see the need growing in our industry. I hope you'll enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Okay, so Martin, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, well, I'm happy to do so and happy, happy to be here. Yes, so I, I know you're a listener of the show, which I, I thank you very much for that first. Um, so that also means that I think you, you know very well what my first question is going to be for you today. Yeah, I got a funny feeling I know about this question. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, how I how how did I end up in this? Uh, in this yes, how did you yes, find yeah, out yeah. about it? How how was uh, or how NDT found you? Um, either um, way, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, in that way, it was by accident, really, because I was in a job and uh, at a, at a company. I was a draftsman, uh, and uh, this company wasn't doing so well. So I had a funny feeling that I needed to find another job. And then there was this company mm -hmm. in my hometown where I was living. Uh, they were looking for a technical inspector. I said, well, that sounds funny. So I just went on a job interview and then I ended up at a company doing NDT. So that's that's the short version. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they were a company specialized uh, in uh, in doing uh, uh, thickness measurements on, uh, on ah. ships for classification oh. surveys. And I started there first in the reporting department and then slowly started into taking taking thickness measurements uh, still with analog equipment. And, okay. Uh, yeah. And, and then after about two years or so, this uh, I, uh, the, I, I also found out about the other NDT techniques and there was another department of the company doing all the other techniques. And then I thought, well, that's interesting too. <laughs> so I switched <laughs> department. Yeah. So I switched <laughs> department, and then from there on, it's uh, yeah, it 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 went um, it went crazy, and uh, I I did all all the technique basically that that are available, except for uh, radiography, by the way, because I hate working at night. So oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 don't do so, it. 
no, 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 no. All, uh, despite the good uh, hourly rates you get at the night, but yeah, it's uh, no, it's not something I, I prefer to do. So, uh, and and that's where I got this all-round training and schooling in all these disciplines. And but mostly with my where my heart is, and which is in the ultrasound business. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's approximately how it happened. Yeah, that's and, great. And yeah, it's, it's it's fun that you started uh, with UT and, and still stuck with it, you know, because uh, usually <laughs> sometimes it's visual first yeah. and then PT yeah. and MT, but straight to UT and then um, yeah. made your career out of it. And and what made you uh, decide to to go teaching after that? Because, you know, that it takes some transition, I'm sure, to uh, to to learn how to do everything and then going, OK, yeah, I want to I want to teach that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. I, uh, first of all, I, I, I always like to share knowledge. I mean, even mm -hmm. when I was back in school, people would always come to me to have things explained. So that must have been a sign that I'm able yeah. to explain things clearly. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, at a certain point, I was basically being asked by my, which was at that time, my former employer. And I said, well, remember this NDT business you were working at? And uh, <laughs> we, we need an NDT teacher. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, then I thought about it. I said, well, actually, that's pretty cool. I get to talk about NDT all day and get paid for it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and then, and, then, and then I rolled into that business about, uh, which was 2012, I started teaching first. Okay. And, uh, I did this for three years then uh, in, in basically on, only MPI, uh, dye penetrant and visual at that time. Okay. And, um, but I, I, wanted, I missed my ultrasound. I missed my ultrasound. So I, I made a career switch. Uh, so I went to another company uh, and worked three years in the advanced NDT department. I uh, mostly, okay. uh, mostly to get my experience in phased array, uh, Toft and... Uh, also some eddy current uh, uh, techniques uh, for floor scanning, basically for, for tank floors, for tank inspection. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then uh, I came back to teaching again <laughs> and, and I'm still here and I still love doing it. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so it's awesome. And you, you're teaching right now, from my understanding. Uh, so it is uh, still on UT, and um, you're. Do you teach uh, any other method than UT? At the moment, I am teaching MPI, DPI, uh, visual, uh, and uh, ultrasound, uh, U conventional UT, face array, and Toft. Oh wow! And, uh, oh. Yeah. So I yeah. would say yes, <laughs> you really yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so great. I'm, I'm also in in the future. I'm I'm planning on on uh, expanding to to Eddie Current, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm I must say that there are some aviation gurus in my company that mm -hmm. just know much more about 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 Eddie Current, and they they yeah. are much better at this. So uh, for for the time being, I'll I'll, I'll let I'll let them uh, teach teach them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that's certainly where there, we have a lot of uh, yeah Eddie Current guys in the aerospace industry, and and well, that's a good segue to what I wanted to talk about because you know since your your area of expertise is much more in aerospace, you uh, you also have a lot of um, knowledge on composite inspection. 
Uh, and yep. I know that that these days, you know, that's an inspection that we start to see more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only in the aerospace industry, but, you know, it starts to be, of course, in automotive and into um, mm-hmm. the, the naval industry and even yep. uh, oil and gas, you know, for pipeline repairs and all kinds of stuff. So um, absolutely. So, so since you've been teaching uh, on composite for a while, you, you see that shift in the industry as well, uh, where you teach? Absolutely. Well, not only where I teach, I'm, I mean, my, my major background is in the industry. And now I switch to uh, TIAT, where I work now, which is, a, of course, a company that has its roots in the aerospace industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, what you see much more uh, composite supplied in, in the oil and gas as well. I mean, you see, you see composite tanks being built, you see composite mm-hmm. pipelines being built. And of, of course, you see that there are fabrication codes that give a specific quality standard to build the, all this stuff. But now we're getting into the phase where the, all this equipment needs uh, needs an in-service inspection, because apparently, and I don't know how this happens, but apparently nobody ever thought about, OK, so by law, we have to inspect this pipeline uh, six years later, but uh, oh, how are we going to do this? Uh, right. <laughs> we have a lot of brilliant people building yeah. or creating new materials, but yeah. then <laughs> we fail yeah. to see what's going yeah. on after. Yeah. yeah. So that's quite interesting, and that's a process we we see going on uh, uh, quite often, and 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 of course that's also uh, why it's so extremely cool to have the of course the aviation experience at Triad, where where uh, where there's uh, for for over twenty years they've been inspecting all types of composites uh, and, uh, in the aviation industry. But um, since 2016, we're also part of the Team Industrial Services Group, mm-hmm. uh, who have a strong uh, expertise in pipeline repair and also for in, in carbon composite repairs. Uh, so yeah, we're absolutely bringing that together at, uh, at this moment, because we see that there is uh, demand coming from the industry to uh, yeah. uh, not only to do um, uh, baseline inspections now, huh? because uh, there there have have been some some uh, some tests uh, uh, internationally to to see how to inspect these type type of composite repairs, but none of the techniques used were really considered to be adequate. But mm, okay. now you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to do something now because legis- le- legislators here are going to demand it now. So, uh, so the best way to start is to do a baseline inspection for new, newly applied composite repairs, and uh, and then develop also develop uh, a tech, but that's with that same technique you need to develop, and then foreign so, service, foreign service inspections say four yeah. six years later, uh, depending on the inspection uh, period uh, of the, of the pipelines that uh, that are uh, in question here, because. Yeah, <laughs> that's also a part that's happening because these repairs are usually meant for temporary uh, usage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 a lot What's of people. What's temporary in the industry, though, right? <laughs> a, a, a lot of people in the industry will recognize the fact that there's a plant owner of some petrochemical in, uh, 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 company saying that, oh, but hey, we cannot take this line out of service right now. Can we get an extra six years, please? (laughs) Right, of course. Yeah, Yeah, as long as we can. Yeah, as long as it can bear it. But we need to understand what what it can bear before we stay in that. So this is is an uh, exciting application. I'm working right now uh, uh, with with some major players in the industry and uh, and also some... uh, 
some uh, notified bodies, as we call them here in uh, in, in Europe. Yeah, and, that's um, that's really interesting. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, we'll have to have you on the show later when when you'll uh, finish the project and you'll be able to share a bit more on the on uh, what your your findings were. That would be really interesting to know. Oh, I, I, I'll be happy to come back to and talk to you a, a little bit more then. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Uh, yeah. And what other kind of applications that you um, you saw uh, out there uh, when it comes to composite? Because you know we we often think of the same things. <clears throat> Uh, again, like in aerospace, you know, mm-hmm. now more and more components. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned pipeline repairs. What what mm-hmm. other kind of application can you um, can you find on composite? Well, over, uh, let's if I just look at the past uh, past past year. Um, uh, one interesting project I was working on was uh, uh, part of the what uh, the development center for maintenance of composites here in the Netherlands. Okay. which is uh, a cooperation between the Technical University in Delft, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dama Shipyards and uh, another company called Dutch Terahertz, uh, which the name already uh, says what they do. <laughs> and uh, we are uh, working on um, uh, finding inspection techniques for thick walled composites in the maritime industry. And, um, uh, in which the main goal was uh, had to uh, to find a way to monitor and detect uh, rele- relevant mechanisms to find failures in in these uh, large composite structures, and uh, okay. and to see what they what they do. So what what they did, for example, is at uh, Dama Shipyard, they uh, they built uh, what they call the Ramses demonstrator, which is basically a cross section replica of a, a 85 meter long full composite ship hull. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. It's <laughs> well, you look it must at be it, impressive. It's like, <laughs> this is all composite. Uh, wow. it, 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 it's six meters high. So, sorry for for the international crowd, but I'm thinking metric, by the way. But uh, <laughs> well, mo- most of the rest of the world does too. So sorry for the U.S. crowd. Yes. <laughs> and so they made a cross section, and in this specific test uh, they did uh, this year was to uh, see the influences on impact damage. So they. Uh, they simulate an impact damage of several tons. And then we were invited uh, as part of this uh, this team of companies to see uh, what we can detect. Uh, and, and our uh, uh, job uh, was to uh, to deploy uh, phase ray ultrasonics, uh, the Olympus bond tester we used on this uh, impact oh, yeah. damage, and also thermography uh, to see what um, yeah, if we could detect something, and if yes, what, and and if we could say something about the impact damage, um, I must say I was quite surprised by the uh, the lack of damage, mostly. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's it's, uh, it's a nice material, pretty solid, even though they yeah. they tried hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. Damage so, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's amazing. I mean, this structure had wall thicknesses from ten to say five hundred millimeters, which would be up to 20 inch, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, 500 um, millimeters. Uh, yeah, that's about. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think my so. calculation yeah. was correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah. So it, it it yeah, it was really interesting. We've been examining this area for 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 two days, and there was also a team uh, from the Technical University in Delft uh, that deployed uh, some advanced geography uh, uh, techniques to uh, to to assess the damage and. Uh, 
we, at this moment we are we are writing the reports for 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 publication uh, on this uh, on this test for example so this was really interesting yeah. um, um Another project that I've been working on, for example, was uh, we provided a custom uh, face ray training for a company specialized in, uh, in carbon masts, for, uh, oh, yeah. for example, for those uh, Volvo ocean racing uh, yachts. Okay, uh, so also uh, a naval application. Uh, yeah, also naval, okay. uh, but, but it's amazing. These, these masts are really long. I mean, they can go up to, well, not for the Volvo ocean race yachts, but uh, uh, some other ships have these masts and they go up to 50, 60 meters long. It's, it's, they're huge. Wow. Um, uh, they make them out of full, uh, full carbon composite. Um, uh, but there's, uh, ships always need uh, insurance and uh, classification societies like uh, Lloyd's Register of the American Bureau of Shipping. Uh, they, they always then uh, uh, provide uh, the, the go uh, to, to have an insurance on the ship. But then they start saying, oh, okay, let's have some tests on this mast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then the, 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 these classification companies will deploy a, uh, a, a company that performs phased array ultrasonics on these, uh, on these shafts. Oh, sorry, sorry, these masts. And um, uh, so, so it could be disastrous after months of work that if there, there was a defect in this mast, uh, that this company would find it at the end. So this company said, well, okay, Please teach us how to do face array ultrasonics. We'll buy mm. a nice OmniScan SX and we'll do a pre-scan before this this other company come. So uh, mm. I've been providing a, a week-long application training for for this carbon for this carbon mast. I uh, see. So the, and, they don't and, necessarily and I, need to be certified or anything like that. No. They just need to, to yeah. flag, hey, there's a manufacturing yeah. defect yeah. there or not. Oh. Yeah, but I was quite surprised because. The week before I went there, I was listening to this podcast and uh, you were int interviewing Sean, yes. um, Sean Smalls. That's uh, right. Yeah, uh, and and he, he was talking about these wall thicknesses and two and a half millimeters uh, thick. He was quite <laughs> impressed by that. And then I ended up there and it was 25 millimeters thick. Oh. And I said, what? <laughs> How am I going to do But it worked really that well. I was so attenuative and, uh, and yeah. yes, yeah. difficult to penetrate. What would you use out of curiosity on these? Actually, a uh, 2.25 megahertz uh, near wall probe worked oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Like yeah, I got a pretty good back wall echo, and uh, I was able to make. Uh, we made a reference block uh, in cooperation with this company with some nice side drilled holes in them, so so we okay. could actually make a, t a, 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 a useful TCG. Okay. Uh, I mean, you could also cut the corner and take a back wall echo and create a simple TCG, but. We thought that, okay, if you want to say something about the defect size yeah. that you're looking at, uh, side rail holes are preferable. So we made a nice, uh, nice reference block and, and now they are able to, uh, to make, a, make a TCG and do a, a useful inspection. Even better, but, I must say, than the other companies do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, yeah. they'll, they'll be safe then. And what, what kind of uh, defects they're looking for? Like size-wise, I'm sure it's nothing like a well defect. You know, it, it's probably much larger that the material can sustain or? Yeah, well, a typical defect would be a uh, delamination, some peel plier mm -hmm. leftovers. Uh, we also made, in this same reference piece, we, we, we made some uh, some artificial artificial defects like this. Uh, so we deliberately put some peel plier in there and some debulk and uh, 
some carbon dust. Uh, so we all we have a feeling on 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 what the response from these type of defects will be. Um, and of course, uh, porosity. You you find porosity, and uh, there's mm, always yeah. some porosity in in these in these masts because it's impossible to make a 60 meter sh uh, mast in in an autoclave and yeah, to have it yeah, completely exactly. defect free. Uh, it's impossible. So there there will that's... always be a little bit bit porosity. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That because I, I, well, I'm sure uh, the quality of the composite is going to be extremely different from you know an mm -hmm. aerospace type of application uh as you said you know into a mm -hmm. clav where the pressure is you know monitored and everything is really mm -hmm. uh, specific you know the, the the specs are are very tight um mm -hmm. where you know probably a, again pipeline repair or something even those masks i'm not sure how they were manufactured and but mm -hmm. I, i'm sure it's it varies quite a bit, not just the the velocities and so on, mm -hmm. but yeah, the, the overall quality of the material. So yep. that doesn't mean that if you inspected composite before, the next application is going to be looking the same. I'm sure it must be, you know, it must change quite a bit from one application to another. Yeah, well, I, I must say I was quite impressed by the consistency of the quality that they were delivering. And also um, because I've done multiple uh, velocity measurements to see how if there's a, a big variation. But within the all, same piece? Yeah, within, but it okay. was quite consistent. But the challenge for yes. them is because they make it on a mandrel and they've got oh. this manual layup and then huh, and then they put it in the autoclave. But, oh. huh, so. I've also worked at uh, at a company uh, that uh, produces skin panels for uh, Airbus aircraft, which is okay. uh, uh, a glare material, which is layered glass fiber reinforcement with aluminium. Oh, um, ooh, wow! Okay. They, they they used it on the on the Airbus uh, A380. Okay. And yeah. um, I mean, but these uh, these layup areas are are clean rooms, and it's all controlled. And there's a fancy laser that oh, you have to put this piece on on there, and please put it within the markings of the laser, and it's all super controlled. And uh, so I, I must say, having seen that production process compared to what they were doing in a relative dirty situation compared uh -huh. to that, I was I was quite impressed by the quality. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. So maybe we so, don't need those uh, fancy clean. <laughs> but you know what? For aerospace, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll still continue to. Hopefully, we will. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, in the aerospace industry, people are very, very precise. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. We yeah. want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> to continue to travel. O otherwise, like I, I would see a large increase in the rail sector. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I would take the train too at that point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, which is also an interesting sector, by the way. But um, yeah, and bet, they also yeah. do a lot of NDT in that sector. But uh, yeah, we're we're not quite. I don't. I don't think there's quite. Uh, we don't see any composite showing up there. Do, uh, have you? I'm just curious. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. No, I don't it's, think so. Um, yeah. Now the, the critical part is it's just the wheels and stuff. And, right. And, yeah. <laughs> and the rails themselves and yeah. yeah yeah and it's kind of hard to do that in composite yeah i don't think we're there yet no not that not yet what? not yet yeah. <laughs> oh and and when we'll be there you know if we find a new material we'll have to make sure after the fact that we found ndt ways to inspect it so. yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, 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 um 
Is, is there any other uh, applications? I, I know you've seen so many different kind of, uh, you know, inspection and different kind of mm-hmm. applications. So uh, any other specific one or interesting one uh, that comes to mind? Well, there's one that, that, uh, that, that I will always remember because it was so incredibly um, expensive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was this. There was a turnaround at a major uh, uh, oil refinery, and uh, in this uh, turnaround, they needed to make a tie-in with uh, Inconel lines. Uh, Ooh, okay. But they could prefab everything. But there were two field wells that needed uh, testing during the turnaround. But this material was Inconel A25, 50 mm-hmm. mil thick. Oh. Um, so if you would need a, a radiography team you'd need to shut down the entire plant for two days to make to, 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 to actually make the, the, the photos. Oh, uh, so okay. they decided, okay, they did a little calculation. Okay, so if we don't need to shut down the plant and we could just turn, get the turnaround going, huh? uh, we're going to save this much money. So our budget <laughs> is quite massive. <laughs> so then they, uh, they asked uh, the company where I was working at that, can, can you do this ultrasonically? And uh, well, of course, we said, of course we can. <laughs> so we uh, we developed a, uh, a, uh, a a setup with a, a custom manipulator uh, with uh, two uh, face ray probes for uh, oh. for the detection of sidewall fusion okay. and four custom made uh, longitudinal wave angle probes to uh, oh. to, to actually examine the, the, the weld volume. Uh, combined with two creep wave, creep wave probes to, uh, to, to do the, the, the surface uh, inspection. Right. Uh, and we went to an entire validation trial because nothing of this was, was put into normal codes. And uh, we've been working on it for months. And then there was this turnaround and then we were working for two days and then it was all done. But that making that setup uh, was so incredibly challenging making the manipulator, making sure that the probes would stay in their positions, and mm. also making it so that you could just turn it around to uh, examine the weld from both sides. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was such a big challenge. And it was, yeah, that's, that's, that's one I will never forget that, uh, ex- yeah, that exotic material and this extremely custom scanner. Yeah, that, that was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Because you you couldn't be so it wasn't uh, an environment that was safe for for inspectors to be in. Is it that uh, that's what was happening? You couldn't. Be... No, no, no. It it was safe, but as as long as you start to take an X-ray of uh, of, of of a material that thick, you're gonna need. Well, we've calculated that you're gonna need a cobalt uh, uh, source to to actually mm-hmm. make a proper photo, which mm-hmm. means that you have to basically evacu- evacuate the. the the, the biggest entire... part of the yeah. plant okay. uh, for radiation safety. Uh, so for for a long period, the, the the shutdown would be shut down basically. <laughs> Everybody would be shut down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see. I yeah. see. Not just where you were working at, because even if it takes you the same amount of time, because uh, mm-hmm. you said two days as well, and and they were expecting maybe you know I don't know how, how the RT would have how long that would have been but i see it's just mm-hmm. everybody else needed to stop around because no, it's no, in this impossible way, the, to the, penetrate the work, <laughs> yeah in this, but in this case the work could all work could just continue and right, uh, right. of course when i say two days in a in a, in a petrochemical industry uh, uh working at heights and you need work permits and you need 
uh, equipment to take all, uh, uh, you need cranes to get all your equipment and reference mm -hmm. pieces up to where you're working and to get everything done, you're, you're going to be working there for two days. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, it takes long. <laughs> Yeah, if it to do it right, exactly that. that and sometimes safe. it takes and safely. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's an interesting one for sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm sure you get to uh, to share pretty frequently. I know that's what you like to do too as a as a teacher. You get to to share, you know, the 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 applications, but also mm -hmm. the, the the stories like this one, which is which is great and which we're really happy we're able to uh, to hear some of them. Um, yep. But uh, I'm curious, like, why ultimately you decided, you know, to to transition. You mentioned earlier that um, that uh, you always had that um, interest, or you know, people were kind of uh, driven to go and ask you um, uh, questions, and mm -hmm. so that that that's why you decided. Or one thing that. Um, made you want to be a teacher but mm -hmm. what keeps you going now you know why do you continue to want to uh to teach ndt yeah well uh, first of all uh, i like i already said i like to talk about the job and i'm passionate mm -hmm. about ndt and it's such a special and niche industry yeah. uh, and it hardly ever ever anyone knows it exists That's yeah? right. so it's always a good subject on birthdays as well but most <laughs> but mostly it's <laughs> it's fun and uh, and uh, to, to talk about something that you're passionate about, that always keeps me going. And although it's very exhausting, I mean, at the moment, I'm teaching a, a UT level two course, which takes mm -hmm. three three weeks. And at the end of the week, I'm completely exhausted. I but bet. And, you know, in, in, in one week, these guys are going to take their exams. And uh, uh, as usual, growth, the, the biggest part of the students will pass. And... Uh, and, and then I will see the grades uh, going uh, hopefully over the passing grade. And, and, and then I know that these guys have got the theoretical knowledge and they are able to, to examine a well. And uh, yeah. it's so rewarding to, to, to see that because ultras, ultrasonics is not an easy, it's not an easy subject. And mm -hmm. if, if, you, if, if you just stand back and, and realize that these guys now know how to how, how to do an ultrasonic inspection of a well that I think that's awesome yeah it's it's, yeah. it's so rewarding and um and, and 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 I get to meet all these awesome people from all different industry industries like I mean we're in the aviation industry but we also teach uh, people in the in the rail sector uh, we also teach people in 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 in, in, in well, name it i mean you see, you see all industries and all different kinds of people come come by and i yeah. learn i learn from them too yeah, so that's yeah right. it's it, i'm I, well, and i get paid for it it's, it's <laughs> isn't that amazing <laughs> yeah it, it, it's i receive awesome. a check at the end of it How's yeah that yeah it's i mean uh, it, it can it, it, it uh, in my opinion it cannot get any better and uh, mm. yeah and and and, and uh, i think this trans transferring knowledge and experiences both ways is, is yeah. so important. And um, uh, her, uh, like you said in, in the last uh, uh, episode with uh, Jose, you, uh, it came to mind that sharing of knowledge happens a lot in this industry. Yeah. And it does, but in my experience, it, it, it happens mostly on, on high levels. Mm -hmm. And uh, which is also good because then uh, the level three passes it on to the level two. Uh, we all know this structure, but I think especially in the lower level, 
it, it can be a lot better. I mean, sometimes I just get a lot of people here that I think that oh, you, you, you can be a great teacher. And then right. if, if I notice this, I also start pushing them like, okay, and maybe later on, huh, when you're, when you're big <laughs> and old, <laughs> you can also decide to, to, to become, I, I'm, I'm trying to make people enthusiastic to start teaching oh, yeah. and, and also <clears throat> to, 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 to help uh, new people, new level one trainees, uh, to, to, to help them more on the job, to get this, uh, mm -hmm. to, uh, this on the job training, mentoring. Too, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's something that I find really important, and uh, uh, making sure that the people on the work floor get get the proper uh, coaching. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's something that 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 needs a little bit more attention, and sometimes gets um, uh, gets moved aside because of planning pressure and money and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's about that's it. Where we, we can, a place we can focus more on, and uh, yeah, I, I agree. The the mentoring too, and, and t teaching is important. But when when you know knowledge, you don't have to wait until you're you know not working anymore. You can start sharing it as you are working, and you can absolutely. Be, yeah, there's so many ways now to do it. You know, if it's not one on one with somebody, it can be online as we saw other mm -hmm. uh, guests yep. doing and then uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah i definitely agree i definitely agree yeah. and, and that was one way to to share your knowledge so thanks also uh, for for accepting today's invi <laughs> invitation and uh and sharing your your knowledge with us today uh, oh, if well, people would would like to reach out to you and um and take your classes or just you know ju just to reach out in uh in any way how can they do so well uh, of course, my uh, uh, we have a website which is tiat.nl, t-i-a-t.nl, uh, which also has an English button on the uh, top uh, top right corner. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> which is also nice. Uh, yes, and, uh, that would be convenient for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And um, uh, I think those are the best ways to the best. That's the best way to get uh, in touch with me personally. And uh, I think through the, the website is, is, is the easiest for general inquiries uh, because uh, if, uh, yeah, we, we, we don't only do training, we also do NDT engineering and uh, uh, we also have an inspection, uh, aviation inspection department. So there's much more going on at TIAT than just training. But um, yeah, uh, I, I could spell out my email address, but I think it's easier to... Uh, <laughs> to contact me through LinkedIn. <laughs> through LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And yeah, we'll have uh, your name in the uh, show notes as well. And uh, and I'll see if we can also put uh, your, your email address there um, for people who wants to uh, to reach out. Excellent. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time once again. And uh, hopefully we'll get uh, in touch again in the future and uh, maybe, uh, maybe do another one of those. Uh, I'd be happy to, and I'll let you know when we figured out a way to inspect those composite repairs on pipelines. We'd love it. Great. <laughs> Thank you very much, Martin. You're welcome. That is it for today's show. Wherever you are, I hope this conversation inspired you in continuing to gather knowledge, but more importantly, in sharing the one you already had. If you or someone you know have a mission or a project you would like to share with us, please reach out by sending us an email at podcast at olympus.com. 
In the meantime, thanks for listening and for continuing in keeping the world safer. See you in the next one. Bye for now.